0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the VTR Podcast. Today, as you can tell, we're back at it. We've got another guest with us. So without further ado, let me introduce him. He's a fitness enthusiast and fitness trainer who's a co-founder and co-owner of Fit Nation BC training facility in Surrey. He's now a marathon runner, <laughs> uh, host of the Nation Talk podcast, and... He's also the biggest hype man we know, so <laughs> you gotta bring this guy on. It's uh, Ben human Thank
1: you, thank you, thank you for ben, having me, man. This uh, is welcome, awesome. Welcome, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, welcome, welcome. Love thank you what for you coming. Guys are doing. Absolutely, <laughs> man. Yeah. I've known the
2: Agrabah bros for, fuck, it's been years, man. I know yeah. you guys and you guys were kids, 16, man. man. Bro, bro,
1: right? I, I think I, I came to Fit Nation at grade nine. Yeah, you yeah. were still, that's right. I remember yeah. that,
2: man. That's wild. That's wow. my f- you guys full circle moment for me, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. nice. <laughs> well, for sure, Like you were like, once we
0: started the podcast, like I was talking to him, even before we were planning, I'm like, the one person I want to bring on and talk just like talk how it works was you because A, you're like, like like we mentioned, the biggest hype man we know. So if we called you, we're gonna feel good. Yeah, Yeah, man, definitely. uh, I was
2: so proud of you when I heard, when you mentioned, I was like, yo, these guys are doing it, man.
0: Yeah, let's start off with this before we get into the early topics, Ben. yeah. It's not ben it's not you know it's it's ben
2: not. Yeah. i'm going through a whole rebranding the of my, re-branding. my life yeah. So yeah, yeah.
0: yeah how did ben paul become ben okay um, we, we, we're gonna get into some other uh, yeah yeah, yeah absolutely. Types of later but mm-hmm. just like a quick brief i've point.
2: never been asked that question before so i love that um yeah. so i was born my i was named uh paul. yeah and um i started off and my when my dad was registering my birth certificate um on my care card they couldn't fit A Paul for some reason. I don't know what the issue was. So on the spot, he just came up with Ben. And that showed up on my, my, my care card, right? So I actually went to school just down the street from here, Kalsa School. Yeah. And for the first, whatever, till grade six, I was A Paul. Everybody, no one had a problem pronouncing it. it was all name, no one had an yeah, issue, Kalsa right? Yeah, School for sure. Kalsa yeah. School, right? So then uh, uh, my mom and dad got a divorce and uh, I went to a public school, F.T. Sinclair. And there... Um, all white teachers right yeah. and uh so they my mom goes to register me and the 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 secretary at the front she's like okay give us like all of his information and she's trying to pronounce Paul, and she's like well we can't fucking do this what do you <laughs> mean right? i can swear right um uh so they're like well, what the fuck do we do with this right they're like, <laughs> what is this shit right um so they're like what other documentation do you have and she gave them my care card they're like ben perfect yeah. Since then, Ben stuck. So it's actually the white man yeah. <laughs> that gave me Ben, <laughs> yeah. right? And it's stuck ever since then. But um, I've kind of gone through like a uh, self discovery phase for the last couple of years. And I kind of want to get back in tune with, uh, I feel like I've been anglicized, right? Yeah. Like I, I've, I've kind of had my identity taken from me as my name, right? And I l- allowed that to happen. Yeah. So for the longest time now, even on Instagram and everything, I go by Ben introduce myself to new people. It's Ben right? Unless I'm being introduced by someone that they know Ben, but I kind of yeah. I don't want to overcorrect because so it's not really that big of a deal. You want to call me, you or do You want to call Binepal you Ben Would be great, man. Yeah, okay, yeah. Start my we'll let's start off this podcast with Ben man. Right, yeah, that's sick. That All that's right, special sick. guest Ben That's <laughs> it, <Is> that right? <laughs>
1: there
0: you yeah, go. we will gonna do more on the the Punjabi angles st- in our yeah. talk in a bit, but before we get into your journey, we're gonna just do a do a quick rapid fire, get to know you a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So just you know, a couple of your favorites. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah lovely audience at home uh favorite sport or sports outside of running
2: outside of running um favorite sport i'd say the one that i follow the most probably powerlifting. yeah okay. i know it's like a okay. total oh, random one to outside yeah. of that too, too power lifting um it would probably be basketball okay yeah okay basketball.
1: Yeah. all right favorite sports teams
2: Favorite sports teams? Uh, I'd say San Antonio Spurs because I'm a big uh, Coach Pop fan. Okay. I've I yeah. coaches more than anything because I'm yeah. a coach, right? So yeah. I'm like all about that. Sure, so I'd yeah. say Spurs. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. All right. Favorite athlete?
2: Favorite athletes, uh, again, Tim Duncan. Uh, he's, I feel like... This he one, you could pick runners, too. Runners, <laughs> too? Yeah, okay, yeah. i say... The first say one,
0: we knew you were going to say powerlifting. And yeah, running. okay, for, yeah. for
2: sports teams and stuff. Okay, for Tim Duncan, because um, I feel like he doesn't get the praise he 100%. deserves. He's like, Yeah, he's very he's a goat. He's a GOAT. Uh, I don't believe in the GOAT, but yeah. I believe he's one of the GOATs for what he's been able to do. He just got... Um, uh, nicknamed uh, backboard duncan for so long because he was always yeah. just he wasn't glorifying anything he was just yeah, yeah. get the points do what coach yeah. says get the job done that's a coach's dream right yeah, so yeah. tim duncan for sure for runners kip um he's the goat runner of all time uh marathon records he's got a sub two hour marathon which is fucking unheard of yeah, yeah right? i heard, I heard and, of that thing um, uh, he has actually one of my favorite quotes where he says um only the disciplined ones are free so yeah. only, only the ones that are disciplined are free. The ones that are like free, um, like spirits, and just kind of go by whatever the day says and blah blah blah—they're actually slaves to whatever is going to come to them next. But people that have their life disciplined, they're the ones that are actually free because they're in control. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Quick question about Kim Chogi. Did, like, what was his kilometer pace? Like, it's oh, like not. It right? I think
2: it was like a sub sub three minute pace. Yeah, sub three minutes. Sub three yeah. minutes. Like I, today's my today's workout was. Uh, I had to do. 10 sets of one minute at uh, 352 and then um, five sets at uh, 341 and then five sets at 326 and bro boss hoogie, (laughs) man. I was like, I wanted to throw up. That's why I was late coming here. I was just like trying to make myself throw up. So I just, just get it out of me. So I just keep going and workout took a lot longer than I thought it would. and I did it a little later in the heat hot and day. yeah it's a hot yeah. day too and so and this guy yeah his training paces are freaking nuts man like three minute paces in training and you train a lot less than what you run at yeah and uh a lot of these marathoners they actually run without a watch they run off a of feel. yeah and oh, okay. so they're so their training is so airtight they are so in tune with their training and body that they know what pace they're going off just intuitively and that is like Goat level fucking training, right? Where they're like, I don't need digital anything. I know I'm at this pace. Okay, now I know I'm at this pace and I got to slow down to this pace or I'm this and that. It's it's crazy, man. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. Favorite food? Favorite food, fried chicken, man. Fried chicken. Fried chicken and waffles. That's my fried favorite dish. That I like awesome. your cheat meal food? That's, uh, I don't really believe in cheat meals. Um, honestly, when you're a runner, the best part about running is eating. Because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I train so much that I can get away with what most people can't get away with in terms of caloric intake. Um, but yeah, I'd say fried chicken and waffles. Syrup, butter, the works. Let's fucking go, man. <laughs> <All right. laughs>
1: F- follow-up question, favorite Indian food?
2: Favorite Indian food? Probably saag, man. Sog, chicken no. and saag. that's my shit yeah that's my (laughs) shit
1: yeah 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 um hobby outside of just training
2: hobby outside of training (sighs) shit this is something i've been working on this year um fuck i should have oh dogs man like um, training my dog being with my dog and just kind of connecting with my dog is probably one of my favorite hobbies outside of that's not connected to anything
1: yeah. yeah, I mean, when uh, when we were younger, Amr got chased by a dog. Oh, really? So he scarred? Yeah, So he scarred a little? Oh, yeah. About, yeah. I grew up with dogs yeah. since yeah. Yeah. I was
2: a kid, and uh, I've had a few dogs now coming throughout my life, and my goal is to um, be able to get to a point where I can have just raised dogs as,
0: like, my retirement. You're going to be the classic dog walker. With yeah, yeah. Dog walker yeah, with, their, with <laughs> the, the belt <laughs> and, like, 50 dogs yeah. and the
2: hairs all over the place. Yeah, man. Yeah.
1: Um, favorite movie or movie series?
2: Okay, favorite movie. I got a few of these. Okay, I'm a big movie buff. That's actually one of my bigger hobbies outside as well. Okay, yeah. just I'm a big movie buff. Um, favorite movie is this movie by Al Pacino called *The Scent of a Woman*. It's fucking insane. And the last, particularly the last like 15 minutes of the movie, he's got this monologue that he goes on on. And if you haven't seen the movie, go watch *The Scent of a Woman*. It's incredible. Al Pacino plays a blind army vet that pretty much wants to have the greatest weekend of his life before he kills himself and you know there's a whole bunch of stuff that i don't want to ruin but it's i'm getting goosebumps just talking about it <laughs> uh, favorite movie series uh would have to be the godfather okay. we don't okay. count godfather 3 because that didn't exist <laughs> that's not a real movie <laughs> godfather 1 and 2 we ended at 2.
1: Uh, all right yeah. um, favorite tv show
2: favorite tv show hmm. okay so i would have to say the sopranos because i've seen it probably eight times now when i'm like just kind of want to numb out and just want to chill out i'll just throw on a random episode of the sopranos and it still hits just like the first i wish i had never seen the sopranos and i get excited when people have never seen it because i want to know what it feels like to have never seen it and watch it for the first time again like to have oh, that okay experience. Yeah. i've never had that with another series before um, but Sopranos, Ghosts, Sopranos and The Wire, I'd probably say like pretty up. up yeah, right. we
1: haven't watched this whole. <laughs> Watch <laughs> The Sopranos, guys. <laughs> it's actually a
2: crazy character study on um, the human psychology. And uh, like it's it's actually a show about mental health that is wrapped around a mob story. Yeah. Uh, and a mafioso. And it's like, and Tony Soprano was like the first ever anti-hero where he was like, terrible human being kills people racketeering you know fucks people over he's pretty much a straight-up mafioso but you feel bad for him right he's got mom issues he's got family issues like his kids um he's got you know cousins that he's got issues it's actually very indian as well italians are the closest white people to indians that we can get to so i related to the show so much and that's why every time I go back to it, it's it's super depressing too. And like my wife reminds me of that where she's just like, you know, maybe we should take a break from Sopranos because it's super depressive and <laughs> yeah. stuff. And I'm like, it's so good. Don't <laughs> stop. Right? Um, but yeah, I'd say those. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Favorite Punjabi and English singer slash rapper?
2: <laughs> Favorite Punjabi singer, no, I actually have him on me, Kanwar Grewal. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't really call him a singer as much as I call him a Sufi um, poet. Um, he is probably, uh, he's changed my life in many, 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 many ways. Um, just through his quali and his uh, his spoken word. Um, he'd probably be my number one. And uh, you said the other one? English. English singer? English singer.
1: Or rapper, it could be. Oh, uh
2: favorite rapper is obviously Jay Z. Um I actually uh funny enough the name Fit Nation comes from um right around the time when Jay Z was breaking up with Rockefeller and he inked one of the greatest deals in music history with where he was um gonna leave Def Jam where he pretty much negotiated to buy back his masters yeah. and owns his masters. And then uh, he's like, okay, and now I'm done with Ro- Rockefeller. He had a big falling out with his partners as well. And um, he created Rock Nation. And that was around the time when I was getting sick of my job and I created this personal training company and I was looking for a name. And it, then it hit me right then and there. I was sitting there, I was reading this article about this crazy move that Jay-Z made and he called it Rock Nation. And I'm like, yo, the name's Fit Nation. And it's Fit an Nation, homage yeah. to one yeah. of my, uh, I, I, I would, I'd almost call him a mentor from far away because I've kind of studied Jay-Z and his moves and stuff and obviously I'm on a very different level than Jay-Z is but I've kind of learned a lot from the way he moves right um and so I named my company pretty much after one of my mentors
1: yeah and then final question if not fit if not fit nation or any like fitness trainer or athlete thing Mm -hmm. What do you think your career would have been?
2: I was actually talking to my wife about this. Um, I've gone back and forth with a few things, but it would be, um, I'd probably be a a therapist. Yeah, I'd probably be a therapist. Um, People are, I guess I've been told that um, I'm very easy to talk to, and people open up to yeah, me 100%. about some, uh, like a lot of like stuff they can't go to other people with. And uh, I might be that hype man that everyone thinks, but I'm also a guy that creates space for people. Yeah. And um, I've been through a lot of stuff in my life, right? And I've been able to. I mean, I don't know if you ever really heal past a lot of your stuff, but you learn from it and you go back to it to eventually make it your superpower. And I'm able to kind of relay that message and bring that out in people as well. I call it the gift of the trauma where you, if you're going to go through shit, you might as well use it in your advantage, which I have a lot in my training and my life and business and everything. And um, I find that that people are able to kind of take that from me and if i could go back and who knows man maybe in my 50s i go back to school and actually go to university this time and actually graduate yeah. and become a therapist right yeah, yeah. it makes um, sense because like
0: there's a reason why i called you too yeah
1: yeah absolutely yeah just a quick commentary thing like for running like things like stress and stuff like i'm just like personally i'm like okay i need to get away from this get away with mm-hmm. this but like and then i recently learned about like you know Try to use it in your as your as your power. Try to use mm-hmm. it as your motivation type mm-hmm. of thing, and like, mm-hmm. you know, just try to get through it like that way yeah. instead of just avoiding it.
2: Yeah, I've I've been I've I've actually it's a double-edged sword with that because in my training a lot a lot of the stuff that's happened to me throughout my life I use it in running especially when I'm on say I'm doing a half marathon and you're you know kilometer 13 of a 21.1 kilometer race and races are completely different than training and you're just fucking giving it right yeah and I really go deep into some of like the holes that I had and it's a dark place but what ends up happening is when when you've kind of really come to terms with that stuff and you've you've for lack of a better word healed from it it's not there anymore you almost feel weaker because it's like you identify and, and, and your problems and your issues are so uniquely yours that once you give them up and you can't go to that energy source anymore you're almost lost and I've found places where I've kind of tried to dig deep into different memories that have kind of fucked me up over time and they're not there anymore because i've gotten better from them now i've made them a positive thing and then it's like oh fuck, i don't have that anymore so you can't be too reliant on it as an energy source it's a good thing to kind of tap into but leave um but you don't want to stay there because then if you get stuck in that negative dark rut of using that as your superpower that becomes the only thing you can use and so i've been lately with my running coach been been finding um Good things that are happening in my life as well. To use them as a superpower, right? Um, like I said, now kind of tap into like future kids that I want to have and stuff like that. As in, like this is why I'm doing this. So I'll tap into that. Like you know, I'll, I'll picture having my my kid in the future, and then you know, grabbing them at the end of that race and holding them up high and celebrating with them. So then I can use that positive side as well. Yeah,
0: right? yeah, yeah, and
1: that's a good mental image to have. Hundred percent.
0: Yeah. All right, so we got to know you a little bit. Let's start from the beginning. Okay. Uh, Personal journey first, so yeah, well, before the Fit Nation came into that, absolutely. How'd you get into working out? When did you get working out? Did okay. you play any other sports? Yeah,
2: uh, yeah, just start okay. there, absolutely. So, um, I was raised by a single mom, born and raised proudly from Surrey. Uh, so another thing that I want to kind of it's been like a personal mission of mine is bring the pride into Surrey back. Um, we should be proud that we're from Surrey. I'm born and raised from Surrey, you know, I was, I was born at Surrey Memorial Hospital, went to school, and lived my whole life in Surrey, and I'm fucking proud of it, right? Um, it's kind of fucked me up in ways, in many ways, which any city can, right? But um, born and raised, Surrey, BC, uh, single mom. And my mom's kind of a gangster where um, she kind of noticed my brother and I had a lot of aggression and anger that we got from our father. And so um, when when the divorce happened and everything, I, I kind of my mom set up a room and we went to a pawn shop together and at the pawn shop, I don't even know if they still have pawn shops. I know they have them in the States, but I haven't really seen yeah, anyone no, over yeah, here. Yeah, no, but really. uh, we get to the pawn shop and there's this bench press set up and it's got these two gold 35 pound plates on each side. And I was just enamored by this thing. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Right. And, my, and it, my mom clued in. She was like, it's perfect. You know, he's got anger issues. Let's get him to start working out. So my mom set up a bench at my house. I think I was like 12 years old. And um, it was at the same time when, okay, now I got a bench. and I started, It was like pre-Google and Internet time. So you're kind of like left to magazines to kind of figure it out. So then, you know, I'd be going grocery shopping with my mom or my mommy. And uh, I'd be in the magazine section. And I'd see this grotesque guy uh, this guy his name's he was called uh i think it's called the monster marcus rule and he was just the biggest grotesque guy in the world and i'm like what the fuck does this guy do so we bought the bodybuilding magazine muscle muscle mag i think yeah and um started going through it and started just kind of messing around with different types of workouts and the first exercise i ever did and still my favorite exercise of all time is the bench press and um the journey started from there that's how i kind of got into working out and outgrew um kind of like the the workout bench that i had at the house and then my mom got me my first membership and uh i did grow up kind of playing sports i played the ymca basketball league was never really good um and so i always just gravitated i never really played any other more organized sports other than just just working, uh, just working out. out yeah and uh i was just kind of a, a gym nut um always you know my mom would do was perfect daycare for me right like my mom would just kind of drop me off at 12 13 years old not realizing there's some negative influences in a gym where yeah. you know yeah. you're a young kid and you're there all the time and these guys see you they're gonna kind of influence you in one yeah. way or another so a couple of shit that a couple of things that i went through that I shouldn't have gone through but um working outs always served me so from pre-teenage age till now
0: um so you mentioned like your mom and dad divorced mm-hmm. now those of you guys who don't know, Ben also has a podcast or Benepal. <laughs> Benepal. Ben's okay too. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. You guys knew me before Binipol. Yeah. yeah. Um, has a podcast, Nation Talk Podcast mm-hmm. on YouTube, which we'll get allude to in a second. And you've and your co host at the time um, has shared many personal stories. Mm-hmm. And one of those stories was your div- the parents' divorce yeah. caused because your dad's alcohol addiction. Yeah. yeah. Growing up, how old were you? How did it scar you mentally? Like what mm. were like what how old were you essentially? And um, what was going through your mind at that time? Yeah, you know, so it's like as a Punjabi, divorce is on un- her, yeah, off, yeah, right? especially back then. Yeah. yeah,
2: now it's obviously a lot more common and stuff. But uh, and people people are able to talk about it and stuff. But back then, uh, when my mom was like almost like a like a pioneer for 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 what she did and how she kind of stood up for herself with the support of her family, of course. Um, like without my mama and my nanny, like I mean, she we wouldn't I wouldn't be here right now, right? Like I would be in a very very different position, and so would my mom. But um, my earliest memory, like I mean. I think one of my first conscious memories was, um, like, you know how everyone's got that first conscious memory? It's yeah. almost like you wake up and you're like, oh, fuck, I remember everything now. Yeah, yeah I was like, yeah. really young, like, you know, five years old, maybe, maybe even four. And I remember waking up in my bed and my brother used to share a bed with me. So we would wake up and there was this, like, huge fight happening in my house and people are yelling and, and I'm kind of coming to and my dad is throwing shit, breaking stuff, and he's hammered, right? And I remember, like... I still remember that distinct smell of alcohol in the house. It was so bad, right? And we grew up with the Maraji Sawari in our house, full ground. Yeah, up, yeah. not the sentia, the full yeah. Maraji Sawari, right? Yeah. And so all this is happening and I'm like running around trying to figure out what's going on. I see my, my daddi's just sitting there letting like all this stuff happen and my, I'm looking for my dadda and he's doing pot in the, uh, in the Babaji's room. And it was like my first kind of like, Oh, what the fuck is going on in this house, right? And then my dad was being super, like, aggressive and violent. And um, that was, like, my first conscious memory of it. And then off, over time, that's pretty much, it became the norm, right? Like, he would beat all of us. Like, he had his own issues, right? And I've come to come to kind of realize that he had a lot of demons and zero resources, which we are actually blessed and privileged to have the resources now to deal with this stuff. But he had none of that. And I mean, a lot of it for him. I mean, I I can't really. I never had a relationship with him. Like, I was. In those early ages, I was like, he was my superman. Even through all of that, you're a young kid. You don't know anybody. It's your dad. It's your dad. He's a superman, man. He could do no wrong. So you kind of just like. Especially when it was like my first conscious memory. It's like the norm. So I don't really know. I never really knew what it was to have like a calm household. Um, And he did love his kids, right? He did love his kids. And I do remember receiving love from him. But we also there was a lot of violence from him, right? But he was my Superman. And um it's funny because uh some of the old pictures i have with him is of him flexing and he was big into working out and uh, we have a lot of stuff which is like you know nature and nurture you have that always that that thing and he used to love jeeps i bought a jeep and it was my favorite classic Mm -hmm. right and and he loved jeeps specifically jeeps um uh, and so like it it was like a very violent time uh in my life and um like that was kind of like the first memory i had of of like that type of that what was going on in my household and then you know things like escalated his his alcohol abuse went into drug abuse and 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 kind of he deteriorated from them from him but one thing i will give him credit for is regardless of how much he drank or or what types of things he did he always got up in the morning and went to work like he never missed a day of work and 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 that's kind of in weird ways now I got to kind of chalk it up to him that like I some of that work ethic I got from him like regardless of how I'm feeling or how sore I am like you know I've run marathons on Saturday, Sunday got up four in the morning got my shit together at work by you know five forty-five. yeah and like th- you don't take days off you do not that's just not my pedigree right and um so there's certain things that now that I've matured and now I'm in my 30s I can kind of chalk it up to him because I like after all this stuff happened and then my mom like you know having her wits end with it and uh, my mama telling her that listen you got to leave him. like she had a lot of support early on I transitioned from my dad being my Superman to my dad being my enemy yeah. And and that was my fueling source for so long because then my mom comes up to us and she's like, "Listen, I have to leave your father, um, but I I will not leave him without your guys' support. I will stay with him if you guys want to stay with him, but um, I think it's better for this family to leave." And she she kind of brought us in on that stuff at all times, and she never even after the divorce like she's never said, "Don't see your father." She used to tell us, "Go see your father." This guy's still old your you father, like at that. I was 99, so that was probably... Well, you're, not, like you're not 99 years old. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. How old? It was 99 when the divorce yeah. happened. Yeah. So I was probably 11 years old at the okay. time, right? Yeah. So, so young. Still so young, young yeah. 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 You, you don't know your head from your ass, right? And um, I don't know. It's like maybe it's an Indian thing or maybe it's just an immigrant thing. But like... Um, I had to grow up really quick because shit got real, real yeah. quick. Right. And, uh, the divorce was nasty. I mean, um, there was a lot of altercations that happened leading up to the divorce and a lot of violence leading up to it. And even after while, the divorce proceedings, the divorce went on for almost, I think a year and a bit. And, uh, he would show up at my mama's house where we were staying and he'd be drunk and there would be physical altercations there. And, and so there was like a lot of moments where, you know, I didn't get a chance to have like a real childhood cause I had to grow up real quick yeah. Just seeing that stuff. You don't really care for toys and other things when it's like, holy fuck this life is real yeah. and like it's happening right in front of you. So there was a lot of growing up that I had to do at a young age. And um, so I transitioned from my dad being my Superman to my dad being my sworn enemy. And I was like a proud son of a single mom. Everything I did was for my mom. And it was like, no, I'll, I'll stand up with you. If you don't have a man next to you, I'll be the man, even though I'm like, you know, 12 years old. Um, so there was a lot of like responsibility that I took on on myself. And my mom tried to avoid a lot of it because she understood she's got this really, like you guys, most moms do this intuitive ability to understand what her kids needs and all that are. But for me, it was like, nah, like I'm here. And I'm, yeah. this is why I'm a man now. Yeah. Um, So that was like the early, early ons, And then from then, like I never had any contact with my father. I mean, he tried to like he would come to our schools. And uh, I remember him leaving gifts at the schools and stuff like that. And I was uh, I was probably I would probably chalk it up to my naive pride. Uh, in not kind of letting him in even though he was giving me a chance and it was like one of my biggest regrets in life is not sitting down and having that conversation with him uh, just trying to understand like yeah you fucked us up you did all this crazy fucking shit but like just get that closure yeah and like thing. what was going on you know like yeah. what what the fuck happened to you right yeah. like maybe it would have served me better in my life understanding how things can get to that extreme level and 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 know those signs before they get to in my life right yeah. Um, uh, but yeah so then i became that proud person for my mom and and have been ever since yeah. so you,
0: you didn't have a relationship like you said how about hit your dad's side of the family like your dog, dog, nobody dog, no. no they were so all strictly non-k no
2: yeah so i am raised by non-k yeah. um uh, The his dad's side they my dad's side they're they're all pretty fucked up like along with the violence that we received from my father there was a lot of like from my puas and my puas kids they bullied the shit out of us uh i remember um yeah like fuck being a kid and like uh, they used to live in england they'd come over and they would just beat the fuck out of me and my brother like just full-on fist fight toss us across the fucking room i remember getting wedged so hard that they made me bleed yeah. um uh, and like shit that really fucking scarred yeah. me for life and that's why i actually also have a really twisted sense of humor they actually introduced me to porn when i was like fucking Nine years old, maybe eight years old, because we used to have a black box, and then I would sit there watch TV with them, and they'd be they'd throw on porn, and they'd think it'd be a big funny thing, and they'd just expose me this eight year old kid yeah. to it, and I'm like, oh my god, like no, what the fuck, and they'd move my hand, and they're like, yeah. no, you yeah. gotta watch this shit. Like went through a lot of fucked up shit as a kid, um, uh, and. I've done a lot of therapy to kind of go go back and heal it. But also I got my twisted sense of humor from all out of yeah. it too. Cause I, what do you do as a kid? Like you can let it crumble you and you know, whatever. And I, I just crack jokes about it now yeah. to be honest. But yeah, I never had a relationship with my father or my father's side um, by choice. Right. Um, my father, I regret that choice, but the other side of the family, I really honestly, yeah, I, yeah. yeah there's like your mom and dad. No, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. No, there's like the divorce thing. Like now, obviously we're not, you're not obviously saying, Oh yeah, if, if like, you have, you get a divorce. No work yeah this is extreme yeah obviously for sure because there's this one podcast um hours before midnight Mm -hmm. and they had this one guest her name is prob similar story to you like Mm -hmm. um well her mom remarried eventually and obviously she loves her now dad yeah but she explained that story too similar like her dad was like essentially a drug dealer yeah alcohol blah 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 yeah Yeah. same story Mm -hmm. and she's like obviously at that time same right about the same age i know she's younger than me Mm. but yeah so i was like it's crazy because, like, the divorce. I, I don't know if you've seen that car movement Instagram, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that one post of that, um, the woman that committed suicide because there was like a video. Oh, of, like, yeah, I seen, yeah. yeah. seen that. Yeah.
2: That's actually, I, I had to uh stop following it because it started investing yeah. so much of my life into it because it's like it brings up so much older stuff, but yeah, yeah. I remember that one specifically and how, like, yeah, like, I remember, up it was. I remember
0: asking my mom now, obviously, granted, they're fine, yeah yeah, of younger, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. When you're younger, you see them argue, it's like, oh, um. Why don't you just get a divorce? So mm-hmm. like, I remember watching a Punjabi movies, love Punjabi. It was like, as a joke. Like why don't you just get a divorce? Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh yeah, like it's not a thing. Like it's a shame if mm-hmm. if we, we divorce, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. then obviously, I know we're not gonna get into detail. You guys could check out again Nation Talk podcast. Mm-hmm. They have the divorce episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's kind of mind blowing, but not like you said. It's it is better, but obviously divorce isn't like just a normal break no no like a financial huge financial and like at that
2: point if you have kids and stuff and there's a lot of stuff that you need to consider but yeah i feel like there are some cases where um it has to happen happen, but some cases where it's an easy out for people as well because i've been in a relationship since i was in grade 10 i've been with my wife for almost 20 years now yeah and you know like if i if i have learned anything it's you got there's a lot of shit you got to work on in a relationship and and a relationship isn't finding the perfect person it's finding potential that you can grow and develop with you don't want to be and look for a situation where this person gets me for who i am and i'm not going to change that's not what you are what 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 a terrible way to live that you think you're going to just be the same person the rest of your life and one thing i've learned with my wife is like we've developed together we've grown together we've are not the same people that, you know, we first started dating. And uh, we haven't been the same people since we first got married, like in 2017. Yeah. We've changed so much. And that's what you have to look for. It's like most people that when there's isn't when there's stuff to work on, they're just not willing to change. Yeah. Um, and that's what relationships require. Obviously, now when there's violence and drug abuse and all that, that's obviously that's grounds for, but like when there's other like stuff that stuff that can be fixed you have to um exhaust everything at your fucking disposal to make a relationship work and then you develop like okay hey you know what this isn't gonna work you touched on it a little bit right so like i wanted to get into the mental
0: battles Mm -hmm. obviously young kid young kid going Mm -hmm. through that were you Mm -hmm. the oldest by the way um the middle middle okay yeah so Usually when you, like you, you said, you see your, you see this at a young age and, and it's etched in your mind that like, oh, this could be me in the future. Mm-hmm. Did you have that mental battle and how did you deal with it in terms of like what, like your relationship with alcohol? Oh, I see my dad do this. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to drink alcohol yeah. or yeah. any substances. Yeah. Or, you know, I'm never going to get married because maybe I'm going to be like my yeah. dad. Have yeah. you gone through that? Like, did you, regr- like, you know, you got with your wife, obviously, yeah. in grade 10, you mentioned, yeah, yeah. but before that, you're probably like, maybe you were like, what's the point of me dating? I'm yeah. not trying to marry. Yeah. Um, I don't want to be like my dad. So yeah. you kind of have like yeah. that, even with your wife during yeah. the dating period. Definitely. Too, so. I have,
2: yeah. I've had I've had different forms of that for sure. Um, with the dating part, um, I just happen to find like my wife's perfect. Yeah. Like she's the, she's, I feel like we've been together for lifetimes before this, just the yeah. connection that we have. Um, but I felt like the divorce actually did the opposite effect on me where it was like, I'm going to make this work. Okay. No matter what happens, I'm gonna make this work, and it served me so well because I also it could have gone the wrong way if I had the wrong person in front of me, and I would have just been some sort of simp fuck that would have just done anything or like says, or right? just
0: like in general, um, I don't want to to get married. Yeah, yeah. Scared yeah. That I'm I might be my dad. That wasn't at that the end of the day we have
2: we share the same last that name. That came and, up yeah. that came up for when I my early thoughts of having children because yeah. I had a major insecurity around. I never had a father so i don't know what it's like to be a father so yeah. i'm gonna only ruin a child's life so i don't want kids yeah. that's what fucked me up on that end um with the alcohol um it was a funny journey um my whole life i never drank alcohol um and then I, then I started getting older and i started realizing that Man, you're not your father. You stopped proving that you're not your dad. So you didn't drink because of your dad? Because of my dad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because of my dad. I didn't drink because of my dad and like what it did to my family, what it did to my mom. And... Um then it came to me and I was just like, dude, you're not your father, man. Like, stop trying to prove that you're not your father. You already exist in a realm where you're not. Yeah. You are your own individual person. So then I had my first drink and I'm, I'm a casual drinker. Like I've had times where, yeah, you know, you get hammered and you whatever. Right. But um, I'm usually more of like a conservative drinker. Like last night I had a couple of glasses of wine while I was making food and stuff like that. But I don't I've now feel like I've healed past the point where I don't need to prove that by doing all, not doing all the things my dad did, right, isn't going to make me a better person. And if I do the things that my dad did, like, you know, smoke weed or drink, I'm not going to become him either. I've kind of gone past that and I realize I'm walking in my own feet, in my own shoes, looking at my own reflection that isn't connected to anybody. I have resemblance in terms of how I look, but who I am and what I am is so far beyond any of that stuff that I don't need to live in a realm where i am that person anymore or i'm going to be influenced and become that anymore yeah. I'm, I'm healed from that
0: because like at that at that stage it's like you're trying like you said you you did the opposite right yeah. like sometimes if i look at my mom and dad I fight is like yeah I, I ain't trying to deal with this yeah it's like you're using that as your fear mm-hmm. like for example like mm-hmm. that's the word way i could put it like mm-hmm. you're fearful for something that may not even be the case right mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. everybody's past is different for sure so Last part of this, you know, I know, it obviously got a little depressing. No, here, no, no. We want yeah. yeah. to share this for a reason. Need to, you need to, yeah. you need to be. Yeah. Yeah. Have you like an ultimate t- therapist type question? Yeah. Have you forgiven your dad?
2: Yes, I did. Um, this
0: one's a little fucked up. So, because like ultimately, sorry, I'm gonna just cut you off here. Just ultimately, because now you, now looking at you, now you're you are successful. You have, yeah. You're running your Thank dream you. job, fitness, and race. Yeah, absolutely. It
2: would have not happened if that was it was for that. For so sure. One hundred percent. A lot yeah. of it was in spite of. And it's a terrible way to kind of fuel your, like we were talking about motivations and stuff. It's not a good motivator, but I can't say it hasn't served me and, 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 and done wonders for my life. Um, But it also has taken from my life. Right. Um, But yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I have forgiven him and I gave, I forgave him through, so he um so my mom like this was while we were running Fit Nation we had another business as well it was uh, Sansar Solutions I used to do bookkeeping and stuff we used to go out there and close clients and and uh, we were going out to close one of our biggest clients to date and uh, my mom called me and she's like oh um, in the morning and she she never calls me in the morning right I'm like yo what's going on and she's like your dad's on life support like his organs are failing like it's this, this doesn't look like it's gonna end well right and I'm like okay cool then pay it, no mind. Um, and I, 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 it did start affecting me, right? But whatever I had task at hand went handle the task, and as soon as we whatever closed the sale, driving back from Vancouver, and uh, my mom calls me saying uh, he passed away. And dude, when I say immediately, like a flip of a switch, you'll turn all these lights on and off. It was just like that. This crazy guilt came over me, and no longer was I thinking about the violence, the drug abuse, the alcoholism, nothing. It was just like, what the fuck did you do, right? Like, what did you do now? Like, I, I guess in the back of my subconscious, I had this thought that I would always be able to kind of have that conversation, maybe when I'm older and I'm, I'm whatever, but it was never a conscious thought. And, then, and now it was brought all to my frontal lobe and into my, into my conscious. And it was like, you're never going to get that chance anymore, right? And so from right then, like, it was like, dude, man, like, You're an asshole. I went through the darkest period of my life. It was not when I was going through that stuff with my dad and all of that. It was after he passed away. It was when that depression started hitting me, and it was like now you don't stand a fucking chance of getting that. Yeah, like it shows
0: that, um, and you hear athletes say this like you don't know what happens in life, right? No. the minute we're done talking, something, obviously, God forbid anything, yeah, 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 but I'm yeah. saying, you don't know what's gonna happen 100%. either to us or anyone yeah. else in your uh, family or mm-hmm. friends or whatever, mm-hmm. anyone random even. Mm-hmm. So like, it's like, if you do have that quote unquote enemy, like you were saying, mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. wanna have that closure, that you w- that if you want to, maybe reach out to them. Right? Yeah, definitely. I would
2: like, yeah, highly, highly recommend that's that. Like, love hard, but forgive quick, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's one thing I would have just killed to, like, I would have killed to just, um, you know, have that conversation with them, Like, what the fuck happened? Like, yo, how have you been? Like, what, yeah. what's up? And then a lot of other stuff started coming out where um, I used to work at a bank um, and so he would always keep tabs on my life and um or my my all of our lives my siblings lives and stuff and um he knew that what time i would leave work and just to get a glimpse of me because i told him listen i never want to see you do not fucking come near me don't contact me we're done right yeah and he got that message and he's like okay you know what i understand you're absolutely entitled to that and i'll respect that so he would park up the street from my house he knew exactly what time i'd leave for work just to see me get out of the house get in my car and drive away just to see what his son looked like that shit fucking broke my fucking heart And I was just like, you know, like, yes, he did all this shit. He did all of this stuff. Maybe he wanted to change and And I never gave him that opportunity. And these are his kids. Like, you know what I mean? And like to be able to to, to have taken away that that moment from him is so much more than having a father taken away from me um, in terms of just my thinking of it. And that's probably one of my biggest regrets in life of just, just, you know, I didn't have to forgive him, but I could have just given him the courtesy of just knowing his kids are good. Yeah. You know, his kids are doing well, like, you know, imagine him finding out what I did with Fit Nation and what I'm doing with my, my relationships and, 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 you know, like who I've become and, and, and even the running, like it would have excited him so much and yeah. it would have meant so much to him. And so now I kind of move forward with that, but it's still like, um, yeah, it's a little bit of a sore spot still, yeah. but I kind of, again, use it for fuel, right? Yeah. And I yeah. use it as a lesson. Um, because now now that you say you have an issue with i don't know a
0: friend yeah. or yeah. a family not maybe to not to that extreme because that is your dad yeah, yeah yeah it's like For okay sure. maybe two weeks later you know what it wasn't worth it yeah. let sit down and talk it out right
2: yeah i i do have that but i also i don't i um i i wouldn't say i forgive as quick uh yeah, yeah. anymore i move also, on i move on very quick though. yeah okay that's the other thing yeah. like i'll i'll um once i know like my wife said the dopest shit to me she's like um when people show you who they are, believe them. Okay. Don't try and convince yourself otherwise of they're not XYZ yeah. when they're showing you they're a piece of shit and they're doing XYZ, believe them and move on. You, we have an abundance in life. We don't need what what doesn't serve us in our life anymore, yeah. right?
0: but like obviously like everything is different. Like mm-hmm. that's true as well, but mm-hmm. maybe the person is trying to Yeah, change. for so sure. So you, right. have yeah. Gonna, you have to see. Okay, maybe for sure. that was true five years ago yeah. but now you could see them genuinely being like full on um, improving. S- approving. Yeah for sure and like percent. They're, they're stopped out for example. Yeah. You
2: have to kind of fucking move on move on quick, but also just be aware of like a bird's eye view of yeah, situations as sure. well for sure.
0: All right. That was great there let's transition <laughs> yeah. that'll, that'll but again like we need we, we need to talk about it like, it's important people see the outside of you but people yeah. don't realize like yeah. ben went
1: yeah and also it's like for people at home like they could be going through this stuff sure. too so yeah. like just because this conversation could just help them like 100%. you know get a first step or type so of thing
0: so obviously you mentioned this was the reason why that one of the reasons why motivating reader reasons why you got into f- lifting and yeah. stuff like that yeah. Yeah. So let's get to Fit Nation now. Mm-hmm. Uh, when did you realize that you know you wanted to be a trainer, mm-hmm. and then ultimately open up Fit Nation? Because you had a partner of three. We won't mention names just for yeah, privacy yeah, for reasons. But sure, for sure. But um, you ultimately, yeah. Like when did you realize you want to be a trainer, and then why open Fit Nation? Why not do like an independent scene? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah,
2: just start there. Okay, absolutely. Um, so I went to Kwantlen, um, uh studied criminology there. Long story short, you know. Dropped out really quick. School was not for me. It um, uh, just wasn't my thing, and obviously it broke my mom's heart. But my mom's like, "All right, you got to do something real." And at eighteen, I got a job at the bank. Uh, she actually helped me with that, and so, you know, I get the job at the bank, and um, I'm a talker. Like I love talking. I love connecting, and and that really served me very well in the bank. I moved up very quickly, uh, and so before you know it, I was um, I was an account manager at Van City. Um, so doing mortgages for people. I was like, you know, twenty one maybe 22 young kid fucking doing like you know half a million $800,000 mortgages thought I was the man and then I got positioned in a branch uh, in Walnut Grove all the way deep in Langley and it was nothing but lifers that worked there and so there's these older 50, 60 year old women and and I see their their repertoire and how they kind of go about their day to day and what their life was and um, started looking around and I was like dude this is going to be the rest of your fucking life holy shit so I had my first ever panic attack sitting in my office and back then my office was just like a cubicle next to me was a cubicle and another cubicle so three cubicles I was on one end next to me was a lifer the other side was a lifer and uh, I'm sitting there and this is after like you know fucking came back from my lunch break and I'm just kind of fucking going through like my my files and stuff and I start breaking out into sweat and then right when I start breaking into sweat the walls started closing in on me and I kind of hurled up under my office and under my chair and I was just like fuck fuck and it hit me like dude this is gonna be the rest of your life and right then and there I was just like dude you can't do this forever like what the fuck like you gotta get out of here and it was like the universe just didn't send me a sign it took a Mack truck and blew me right through the middle like it kind of yeah. just really just woke me up right immediately started Googling, um, first thing I Googled was personal training. And first thing that showed up was this certification that I could get and I signed up for it immediately. And I had a really, really dope young brown manager, Sandeep. Sound, shout out Sandeep, man. You fucking changed my life, man, with that one conversation. He, um, I signed up for it, started doing it, and then uh, I went to go see him and I'm like, hey man, I need to go part time. And he's like, what's going on, Are you okay? I was like, I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. Um, I don't know if I can do this forever. And he's like, what the fuck's up? And I was like, bro, like, I'm looking around at, you know, Cheryl, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yo, I can't do this the rest of my life. He's like, bro, this is what I've wanted for you. He's like, I saw you come in as a young brown guy. And I was like... This the last thing I want is for him to be with van city forever. Yeah. And I was like right away, had wicked support. He's like, okay, we're going to change your schedule. You're going to go Mondays, Fridays, Saturdays, those three days you're going to work in the middle. Um, uh, when I do performance reviews with you, we're actually going to talk about your business. And so he kind of really motivated me and guided me to kind of, he actually got me a bunch of clients and stuff. So I'd go to work on Monday. And then, um, I would put up a bunch of ads on Craigslist. And start getting clients, right? So then ads would go up on Craigslist, people would contact me and I'd started getting clients. And from there, BCRPA kind of gave me like a rubric of how to kind of set up people's programs and stuff. But I always have been working out for like fucking 10 years by then. So then I had my kind of way of doing things and um, just bought a bunch of equipment, kettlebells, bands, stuff like that. And got one one client that was in Vancouver uh, and I would drive... She wanted to train at six in the morning at Kitts Beach. So I'd leave Surrey, hit traffic, cross two bridges to um, make, I think it was like 15, 20 bucks a session that I was making. And then I'd drive back. And so eventually, what I started doing was I started saying, okay, thing with me is, man, like I'm big on. I don't want to just be the one doing everything. I want to kind of rise up with the homies, right? So I reached yeah. out to a couple of my friends, and I was like, "Yo, um, this is what I'm doing. Let's fucking let's let's see if we can do something." So then, um, uh, Jazz, he was going to UBC, and then Pradeep was doing his thing, and Pradeep was like, "Okay, I'm gonna get certified too." And then Jazz was like, "I'm finishing up my degree." So all this stuff just kind of organically happened, where I was like, "Yo, like let's fucking do this shit together," and. So we started building up our book of clients, and um, before you know it, you know, I started getting more and more clients to the point where um, I was getting sick of driving around everywhere. So I was like, set up my backyard, uh, put up a little roof up in the backyard and then, uh, just threw up a squat rack, threw some weights up there, got introduced to Mark Ripito, who was the starting strength, uh, coach who started starting strength and got into barbell training. Yeah. And, um, so then the three of us, um, started just getting into like powerlifting and that type of stuff and developed our program around that. And, um, in between then the you know the name Fit nation came about I sat there thought of that um, and kind of like was like okay sounds like we got something here and from right away it was never like okay this will be plan B or plan C it's like we got one plan this is what we're sticking to so then I sat down and one of our mentors uh, Colin um, who's actually a really really good friend of ours um, really mentored us around marketing and stuff but not just marketing but the marketing was like the caveat of how you run a business. And the first thing he said is like, um, one of the things, it was a book that we read, uh, it was, uh, Stephen, Stephen Cuffey's um, I know this, I know this, uh, the e-myth the entrepreneurial myth yeah. and in it one of the first chapters says like um you have to create roles even if you're the only person you have to have a role um uh, roles and even if you're doing all of the roles have them clearly defined so i sat there and i wrote out okay these will be all the roles this will be what the ceo does this is the marketing this is the operations and xyz and then kind of presented it to the boys and i was like yo what roles do you guys want and they kind of picked whatever roles they want and um they kind of appointed me the CEO and they're like you know you kind of like handle this side and so from there right away had an organizational chart and just dived into what we call the real life MBA it was just like you know kind of fucking what is a master's in business but through real life and through trial and error fucked up a lot of things got a lot of things right and you know grew uh, grew the backyard to the point where when the first winter came around we started losing a lot of clients because they're like we don't want to train the fucking rain summer was popping in the backyard but um as soon as like the fall started showing up first couple of rains and we're like man right like yeah. we gotta figure something out so we started driving around in my neighborhood and we saw four Lease sign up and um we saw the four Lease sign and we saw the guy uh, Stephen gammer um uh, was the realtor and um so we called him up and we tried to act like we knew what the fuck we were doing. Blah, blah, blah. And he quickly realized that like, you guys have never leased a building before. Eh? And I'm like, no. He's like, all right, you guys got lucky. He's like, I'm retiring soon, uh, so I'm not going to try and, you know, take advantage of you guys. But why don't you come by my house, I'll walk you through everything you got to worry about, blah, blah, blah. So he really held our hand through the whole process of how to negotiate a lease, how to negotiate tenant improvements. and. Um, you know, we learned a lot of stuff along the way, like little tidbits, like, you know, most people in the fitness industry, this is American standards, but they kind of apply universally. Um, Most people will drive 12 minutes in traffic to get to your facility. So then we did a uh, a radius around the the facility and saw, okay, it's a high density population. It's a good spot. And uh, so uh, Mr. Gammer kind of helped us through negotiating with our landlords who are amazing people as well. We've gotten like the universe has served us a lot as well. Like mostly you hear horror stories with landlords yeah. and we had great landlords. They were amazing. Um, they helped us out a lot, lot along the way as well and um, opened up our first facility, you know, didn't know our head from our ass and just, you know, kind of like started just drawing out where the squat racks would go. Okay. We thought turf, like one of the first bits was like, it's either going to be turf or we're going to have the sand, sand pit, like a sand strip to do sprints on and stuff. And like, oh, it's going to get messy, blah, blah, blah. So we ended up making that into turf. And then from there, our our clients blessed us, man. Like once we had a facility, they just started referring like crazy, and we started getting a lot of clients. And then right off the bat, even from the beginning, we had our own system of training, right? Whereas like we're movement based people, uh, we do small groups. We don't do one on ones. We don't do you know personal training per se, but we do it in small groups. We give them personal training through small groups, so we don't have to charge you know a thousand bucks a month for training. We can still keep the price relatively low, but so like there was a lot of like. When it comes to a business, like there's like so many things. The more things you look into, the more you realize there's so much that you can do with, say, packages, say, facility layout, say, um, you know, if you needed a shower or not um, in your facility and stuff like that. And then permits and all of this stuff. So we just kind of learned everything on the fly and um, kind of just developed our, our, our business as we went.
1: I'll say that one thing for me that came in clutch. Was a water fountain because <laughs> i always <laughs> I, for, I always forget my water bottle at home they're yeah, like yeah yeah i'm like all right thank we, almost didn't get a, we almost didn't yeah. get a water
2: fountain one of the things arguments was like yeah most people are just gonna bring a water bottle why would we need a water fountain like yeah we save the money and we don't have to run the wire and uh, find the um find the main water line and stuff like that but um yeah no we got that in and then the other thing that i fought for early on was uh, trademarking the name yeah So uh, trademarked the name uh, right off the bat, and I know a few of the guys were like against it. They're like, "Yo, it's gonna be twelve hundred bucks. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, is there even a point? Who's gonna take our name? We ain't shit." I I fought like hell for it. And uh, funny side story here: so we own the trademark in Canada, and uh, there was an American company uh, that was using our name, Fit Nation, to sell product in Canada and uh it had come up a few times and a couple of random people had called complaining about a part on their bike and they're like it's a fit nation bike and i'm like you know what What the fuck is this right so emailed the guy i'm like hey you guys are using our name and stuff like that blah, 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 whatever had a long back and forth but long and short of it is that uh we ended up negotiating um leasing our name to them for five years and they give us royalties on their sales um so it was kind of like a, a a big like salute to us it was like hey man like you know just maintaining that trademark and believing in your name and that, that 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 thing that you created early on paid off way later in life um, and made our money back on whatever it was yeah. going to cost us through just licensing our name. You yeah. didn't have to do anything on our end, right? Yeah. So
0: one, obviously, every fitness trainer is different, right? Now, obviously, you mentioned the name, your partner's name, Jazz mm-hmm. and Pardee, mm-hmm. but I'm sure they'll <laughs> don't mind. Cause yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, even if they do, fuck them. <laughs> 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 I was just playing. Yeah. Yeah. But no, um... Each trainer, like, comes, like, even, like, co- soccer coaches, basketball coaches, like, you're a hard-ass coach mm-hmm. or you're a friendly coach. Mm-hmm. You're somewhere in the between. You guys are obviously, for us, as like, you're not hard-ass, mm-hmm. but you guys are definitely more, like, like, you've mentioned on your guys' podcast in general, the family, like, atmosphere. Yeah. Um. Now, obviously, you guys are, you know, every time we've come in, like, you know if you were training us or we were training by one of the others, we'd all immediately talk sports or yeah, stuff, whatever. Yeah, yeah, but when yeah, it came yeah. to like actually doing, doing the, the squat or yeah, doing yeah. the bench yeah. or whatever, it's mm-hmm. like, no, you got this. But is, mm. it, is it, it isn't like you guys were shouting at us was like, mm. what are you doing? you got to do like two more. We're on your side. But it's yeah. like, no, you got one yeah. more on yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah So yeah, yeah. obviously, why that approach worked best for you mm-hmm. and like that family, like I'm sure, because to be honest, we're going to get to it later because the funny yeah. story I'm going to bring up, but there's a reason why we kept going to you guys, right?
2: for that bit so like the developing my identity as a coach um is probably just an an extension of who i am right as like a person so for us it was like like yeah like i mean i'm I'm a hard-ass if you're like my training partner and we're running um definitely like there's no puppy dog shit like we're wolves when we're out there on the road and doing this stuff and you know like buck up get the fucking job done right uh, but when it comes to our people we had uh, we realized early on that like we were getting people that are general population these people are need to have a positive experience to working out especially women because we'd get a lot of women early on and they would get so many negative experiences so one of the challenges that we were going to face early on was that listen you're a bunch of guys training a bunch of indian women that don't want to go to a gym because their eyes of a gym is like meatheads and stuff like that so we immediately had to number one with the music right made it super comfortable with the type of music that we played and number two how we introduced them to weight training because a lot of women think they're going to get bulky and stuff like that so we couldn't be that hard ass coach we had to be like no panji you can do this this is going to work great for you to lose weight and build confidence and stuff like that and and to give them that that positive male influence early on um was really important to us so we kind of developed it off of our grassroots our our audience our people right because
0: of that did you think of maybe adding a female partner on
2: board we with the three w- of you we did early on but then when we surveyed our clients um uh, we they realized that like they didn't want to train with another woman they wanted to train with another male right and it was just probably just the 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 uh Mm. Kind of like the stereotype men men. St- exactly, stereotype of, of, of coaches. Yeah. They're mainly men, right? Yeah. And so um, they just wanted that replicated. And maybe a little bit of it was that they were already con- comfortable with us. Um, they were easier, it was easier for them to take instruction from a male um, uh, than it would be from a female. But that was just how we surveyed. Um, right now we have um, two kinesiologists, which of, of, of mine are, are are female and they're great. Yeah. And most men even want to have their rehab done with them because they're very nurturing, right? So on that end, they're, they're very good. Good at that end of what they do right so it was never really like we're concerned of like the type of person we were going to hire as a coach or sorry what what gender they were but more of like the type of person they were so it had to be an inclusive part of uh of 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 our our pretty much our image and how we kind of did things right And that's why a lot of our people resonate with us that's probably also why a lot of them kind of dive into their personal life and because like i believe training is probably the the greatest platform for you to um tackle your mental health and and what you're going through in life and stuff like that and that's kind of what's definitely done it for me in my life like we talked about earlier but um for what i'd like and to be able to introduce that to people that are going through real heavy hard shit and then use the gym as or even the training facility or i wouldn't call fit nation a gym but i use fit nation as like that that home base for them to feel comfortable enough to
0: have those conversations and heal is yeah, a, no, it's like an honor. Me personally, right? Like, I've you know, you started working out preteen days, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't until after like high school, mm-hmm. university. Mm-hmm. So, when I would go to like these Steve Nash's mm-hmm. or whatever, like at the time it was Steve Nash because mm-hmm. through Kwantlen it was cheaper. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd go there and I'd just be like, like obviously. People say, don't worry, no one's gonna say anything to you, but I'm you subconscious, feel, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I was like, yeah. okay, well, I'm back to square one. I need no, to get no, back no, to no, it. I but, say that. but, like, when I was going through there, I was like, I did feel like subconscious. So like, I didn't know what I was doing. I did go with a couple of friends, mm-hmm. but even when I tried to go by myself, it's like, I felt weird because I couldn't bench a plate at the yeah, time. I could barely yeah. do the bar, right? right? Right. So, when I saw you guys' ad on Instagram, mm. and then obviously through a couple of like family friends that went to you guys mm-hmm. at the time as well, mm-hmm. and obviously when I called you guys up and went there, it was like, no, yeah, the, like you said that, Bam, because I had no clue. Like, if yeah. you guys were like, what are you doing, blah, yeah, blah, blah, yeah, then obviously yeah. I would have, like, turned okay, off. Now yeah. I'd be like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. There's a reason why I brought him along, yeah, too, because his, his case was the opposite, yeah. right? Like, he needed to build the for muscle. Sure, for sure. So that's why, like, on the personal, was like, obviously personal endorsement here. Yeah, Yeah, like like you said, like everyone's different. Like people want, people that like, probably come in, like you said, are probably wanting to learn how to like work out male or female. Yeah, 100%. Right? That's the so majority of the people, right?
2: But also like with, with what we wanted to do right away, I remember with some of the first early meetings we had was like the open conventional gym is our enemy. What they create is not what we are and we need to differentiate right off the bat. right off the bat we are as soon as people come in first of all no mirrors you go to any gym they're full of mirrors it's too much of a distraction right they can some people do argue it's a good training tool and and stuff like that But when you hire a coach your coach is your mirror yeah so right away you come into our facility there's no mirrors you see a turf line right through the middle like what the fuck is going on so it's already not feeling like a gym and then you get welcomed warmly by somebody who's gonna coach you through the hardest shit you're gonna do yeah. um, so we wanted to differentiate right off the bat and that was that was very orchestrated right off the early early stages of our development
0: okay. um, I was gonna get into now. Oh, um, now you're on your own because <laughs> mm-hmm. the other mm-hmm. party Benjaz obviously mm-hmm. they went different ways. So mm-hmm. Obviously, um, well not obviously everybody else. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, How like, and you guys actually expanded now. Too. Yeah. Like, right, yeah, right, right, yeah. right. when we stopped going, mm-hmm. and again we didn't stop for like because we hated it. No, no, yeah. and you're that's the natural that, cycle yeah. of most clients is yeah. gonna take time um, off and yeah. Uh, you guys obviously expanded because the numbers grew, mm-hmm. but, um. Uh, Throughout your guys' day one Fit Nation, when you guys the three of you guys teamed up mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. now, how much did you guys need to learn as coaches? Or is it Oh man? Because like obviously like we had our cousin on here, um, mm-hmm. Jeevan, mm-hmm. and talk about White Cup, he's like, every coach is different, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody every coach needs to learn as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Not just like, oh, it's mm-hmm. my way or the highway. No, absolutely So you personally, how much how different was it from day one, this is how you gotta oh, do yeah. the barbell, this is how you gotta do the sled, yeah. blah, 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 yeah. to like the current day, for example. Oh,
2: dude, so much. So early on, um, as a coach, you never stop learning. Yeah. It's it's a science that is always expanding. So you have to kind of um, create an environment where it doesn't feel like you have to go out to learn. You just create an environment of learning where you're always tuned in with what's going on. So I have certain people that are my go-to's of like, okay, what are they tapping into now? And like, how is this applied to our clientele? But early on, it was a lot of just... You know, you do your fives, everybody's got to work up to the barbell, everybody does the barbell, 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 right? And we quickly realized most bodies aren't built like that, right? So we developed from the barbell side to now what are our, 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 our pretty much kind of like our loose philosophy is... Um, training is rehab rehab is training like a lot of our business is rehab because most people come in with some sort of an ailment or something that they're dealing with right so we find like different regressed versions of movements that they will eventually do yes a barbell is still very much involved but you know some people are going to come in and the barbell isn't important to them, right? So they're not going to have to do that, right? Um, uh, So there will be people that will just stick to kettlebells and you can have a very effective workout through kettlebell training, right? Um, But if there is certain strength-based goals that you have, then yes, the barbell is important. So we've... One of the greatest quotes that have served me so, so well is have strong beliefs and opinions, but hold them loosely. Be open to have your change your mind change. Them. Especially right now with what we have online and, and the culture that we have created in society is like, listen, you're allowed to change your mind. You're allowed to admit that you were wrong. Yeah. There is nothing wrong with that. We in this society hold people to like, oh, you said this and this is what you believe. So fuck you and it's like hold on but let's give this guy (laughs) some grace if we're talking about grace earlier that i gave with my father it's like let's give this person some grace to like okay are you willing to change your mind or have you changed your mind and if you have let's celebrate that let's celebrate the fact that you have left your ignorances and you've put them to the side and you've grown to whatever you are but we don't celebrate that part because we want to just tear down the people that are making the mistake for just opening their mouth online and stuff like that Mm. so i believe hold strong beliefs and opinions but Hold them loosely. Have them very strong beliefs early on, but then be able to be malleable with, like, having your mind change with actual facts. Yeah. yeah
1: so, like, for me personally, like, the thing we're working out is, like, everyone's different, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, you want to make your workout as your own. Mm-hmm. That's how you stay consistent. Like, some people have strength goals. Some people, for, like, me, I was, like, gain muscle and, like, help me with my soccer, right? Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and then him it was, like, lose weight. And other yeah. people, like, just go, like, I just want to reduce some back pain or, like... Yeah. Or just reduce stress. Type, yeah. Some
2: people come in and just want to just... Like, hey man, I have a super heck. I have a a lawyer client of mine, and she has some of the craziest, heaviest cases. And she'll come in, and it's like, I don't give a fuck what I'm doing. Just put me through the ringer because this physical needs to just be exhausted, and I need to relax because she's a high input individual. She can put her mind through so fucking much shit, and her body will keep her going, but at some point, she's got to. Just exert her body so she can relax. Right? So, there's some people that come in for that. They're like, I don't I'm not trying to look, I I look and feel great. I need to relieve stress. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And and there's that too, right? So, is that kind of transitioning to another marathon? Is that why you got into marathon running? Because younger you was obviously lift, lift, lift. Mm -hmm. And now you're not just marathon running, running in general, which led to
2: marathon. Yeah. So, um, uh, that all, the the running all started um, during uh, COVID time. So, I uh, was heavy on the barbell powerlifting days and stuff like that. Uh, and for the record, like I wasn't a competitive powerlifter, right? I was just very much into the squat, bench, and deadlift, right? And so we would actually make fun of runners. We'd be like, yo, what the fuck are these runners? Like, we'd drive past runners making fun of them. Like, Look at this guy. This guy should be squatting right now. What the fuck's he doing, right? Just pure ignorance, right? And again, have strong beliefs, but hold them loosely. So COVID comes around. And... Um, Gyms are shut down everywhere. And uh, first, you know, we tried to sneaky just try and stay open and stuff like that. But then eventually people started getting uncomfortable with it as well. So we completely shut down. And so I remember going to go like work out and because um, I had the facility to myself, I was like, you know, I'm just going to go work out. I felt so fucking guilty because again, we had built this community and it was like, you know, you're not sitting on a pedestal above everyone. You're, leading in the middle like you were amongst the people who the fuck are you to go work out so i started feeling guilty and um around then jazz got into running right and so he started off this boat of running and um kind of like i started becoming intriguing to me and i started just you know getting out there putting one foot out in front of the other and um just yeah started doing like these 25 30 minute runs i couldn't run you know three minutes without having to stop to walk and it was just like embarrassing to me and like and it, it, it was like so it just used to eat away at me and if there's anything about me is like when there's something like that instead of turning away and just being like oh fuck this shit it's like no i can't sleep at night because why the fuck can't i do this and so then i just started doing it more and more and more to the point where <coughs> excuse me i was uh running you know i was able to do about 60 minutes without stopping not any great pace or anything like that i think i was running six minute paces six thirty paces um uh, and still just huffing and puffing and dying right and eventually like you know i started noticing the the beauty of the human body i started connecting with like human performance so well like hey man you used to suck at this and look your pace is getting better your heart rate's dropping you're starting to be able to do so much more and best of all i was getting rid of a lot of my anxiety yeah it's like obviously Strength training, you need it, mm-hmm. but
0: it's like you know, like you said, like the younger generation, especially is like gym, 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 mm-hmm. right? But mm-hmm. when you like, especially when I was training, but then when I went to go play soccer around me, I'm like, why am I huffing up puffing? I'm working exactly. out. What's going on? Different so energy energy You systems. still need that. Mm-hmm. You still need that. Definitely. Party. And
2: and I mean, there are a lot of people. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm not here trying to say I'm starting a cult and everybody yeah. needs to run. I'm not saying that. Like it, it is important for cardiovascular health. Is very important. There's many different forms of it being done these days through cycling through jogging through biking through swimming and that type of stuff absolutely but i i found that running uh exposes you to yourself you know you you there is no lying and running there is no hiding from running yeah. right when you're out there on a 20 kilometer run and you know you're 14 kilometers in and you got in that argument with your wife and you knew you were wrong and that's going to come out because you your physical isn't you know holding you up anymore it's just like no You, I've had so many honest conversations with myself of like what the fuck were you doing talking to your mom Like, kind of oh. like shower thoughts exactly, yeah, exactly like, shower thoughts, right? yeah. but <laughs> like running has peeled back my ego because the road always wins you never yeah. win with yeah, running yeah. you're never gonna win the yeah. road is always gonna win and the road is always consistent you're having a bad day the road's still there you're having a good day the road is there yeah. your knee hurts the road is still there you're sitting inside for a rest day the road is still fucking out there the road yeah. always wins right and there's something about that where it's like i'll spend the rest of my life trying to beat the road and i'm never gonna win yeah i know this i'm never gonna win but i'm gonna win in becoming a better athlete a better person and discovering more about myself through this fucking enemy outside i have called the road right yeah yeah.
1: so
0: last thing with the marathon running your goal i guess you want to do all the major marathons Mm -hmm. around the world Mm -hmm. on on last thing also um Is there anything after marathon down running you want to do?
2: Yeah, right now, like I'm not trying to get too ahead of myself. So I want to do the the Abbott World Champions, which is um, Berlin, London, Tokyo, Chicago, New York and Boston. Yeah. So six world majors I'm training for. uh, My qualifying race is in December. So I've hired a coach this year. I've been with Coach Ron since uh, March game changer all of my numbers have changed hit a huge personal best in my half marathon did a 125 in my half marathon and uh I'm head on into a big marathon build. So my training is starting to get picked up a lot, lot now. And uh, December 3rd, I'll be doing the California International Marathon in Sacramento. And uh, there I'm gonna be aiming for a three, sub three hour marathon. My, right now, my personal best in the marathon is 325. Um, so I'm trying to shave off 25 minutes. To give people perspective, to shave off three minutes time is incredible, unheard of in training. I'm trying to shave off 26 minutes. So um, I got a big undertaking, but uh, I feel good uh, where I'm headed and where I'm going. And then starting next year, I'll be starting my world tour, and um, then yes. after that'll keep me busy. But by the till I'm at least forty, and then after that, they cool. like I got I got plans of um, you know holding my own marathon, uh, calling it the Surrey Marathon uh, or the Surrey Nation Marathon. I got a name still pending, so don't hold me to that. Uh, <laughs> but I wanted I want to bring the community together, right? Yeah. Like I want to. I want to kind of introduce running to people as a caveat of not how to you know stroke your ego in terms of races and stuff like that but to expose yourself to mental health and and to your own body and and you know what a what a privilege is it is to have this vehicle why not push it to the limit to see what we are actually made out of and 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 you know another thing that i want to kind of introduce past marathon is not so much into training in terms of what my next physical goal will be but is to introduce masculinity back and i want to kind of um, create a, a, a masculine men's circle around um, you know using weight training i have the facility as a background for that i have running as a background for that and then just to be able to talk about man shit. and i feel like masculinity has been under fire for the last few years and i feel like it's unfairly prosecuted or persecuted um, when we need men and it's OK for us to tap into the uh, sacred masculine that we all have in us, which is that fearless, humble leader um, that's in within all of us. And I feel like that needs to be reintroduced. And that's kind of my bigger goal through this. I want to involve more people. Once I qualify for my world majors, why not start my training cycle for all of my major races? I want to get the community involved to hold uh, bigger run clubs and stuff like that and, 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 and events around that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because like, you transitioned
0: to the next topic. I wanted well, to, I did to the yeah, yeah. Last, yeah. last serious thing before we get to we the, get the fun, quick yeah. fire type yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mental health side mm-hmm. of things, right? Like You mentioned you what, what you went through earlier t- uh, today. Mm-hmm. Um, why is it, like, you mentioned all these struggles, you went through and said, so why is it important to you to be that mental health advocate, especially to the Punjabi community? Like you said, Punjabi males.
2: Yeah. Um, I feel like... Uh, it is definitely important to me. I feel like it was I've, I've put myself in a position where it came naturally. And now I see. For a lack of a better word, because I don't feel like it's a responsibility, but the, the privilege that's been given to me of like Being having gone through model. all this stuff and stuff like that, I don't know if I'd call myself a role model, but like, I mean, I've 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 done these things in my life and I've overcome and I am still constantly dealing with a lot of these things. Um, and I see a lot of hurt in the community and I can't look the other way while people hurt. But what I can, I also can't force people to heal. You can't do that. But what I can do is set myself as a, as an example of someone that is healing. Um, and if that works for people, I'm an open book. Um, I've always said that, um, reach out to me if anyone's ever going through anything or anything's going on. I'm, I've always been an open book. You guys know this firsthand. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and I've, been able to put myself in this position so i can't look the other way so i see it as like um as what i'm meant to do as probably one of my divine purposes yeah um so you mentioned let's go back to the
0: punjabi culture right mm-hmm. it obviously means a lot to you because mm-hmm. the first question we asked yeah, you, yeah. Benipol, the ben, mm-hmm. yeah and now you said you're making that transition from ben to Benipal. Mm-hmm. why essentially
2: i now it, it actually does lead into kind of that topic we talked about earlier of like you know, finding those motivating factors. And for a lot of me, it was a lot of the trauma and like the dark stuff that happened to me in my life. And once I gotten past and overcome, then I couldn't, you know, actually dive deeper or dig deep into those for fuel and motivational energy anymore. I started diving into more of, you know, our history. And there's a Wealth of 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 motivation just sitting there. The stuff Maharaja Ranjit Singh did in the city of Lahore or the the kingdom of Lahore, for back, lack of a better word. Um, uh, and 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 you know you hear some of like the great battles. Even like I remember I was hanging out with um, uh, Gurtej, NYC NY virtuoso, and he told me about the Zafarnama, this this love letter that Guru Gobind Singh Ji writes um, to the Mughal Emperor. Um, and it's a it's a letter of defeat he knows he's going to lose this this battle but he writes him what's reminiscent of a love letter saying we may lose this battle and we may lose this war but what i am not going to lose is my calm is going to go on forever and my name or uh, not my name my um that my, my people are going to hold their ethics to a, such a higher standard for years and generations to come, and you'll see. And like, even that type of stuff is like has, has been a source of, of, of fuel for me. And so, I can't say I've dived deep enough into Sikhi, but into our world history, I have. Like, uh, um, I've, even with the Guru Nanak Dev Ji, is probably the greatest marathon runner of all time because he yeah. walked the world. Yeah. there's 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 stories of him in Italy. There's stories of him in, in Egypt. There's stories of him all over the world. Right. And he reached by foot. Right. And um, I I've recently um, I was actually I have to give up a lot of it to uh, Gurtej and uh, Arki Condola, um, who introduced me to um, there was a, uh, the Devinder tour collection, I bought the book and in the Devinder tour collection is the, all of the, Devinder tour has gone around and bought back all of our Sikh history, um, Sikh history, um, uh, artifacts. And so he's got um, uh, swords and he's got Maharaja Ranjit Singh's cannon. I didn't even know he had cannons back then. He had cannons, he had rifles um, uh, and stuff like that. So I've been diving into that and I find it to be such a huge source of of motivation for me. And, And we're rich. We are blessed to be of a warrior class. And we have such a rich history that if we, I believe that if we dive into you don't have to dive into sikhi and and you know because i have my growing up my childhood was like i had a very different connotation of sikhi that i'm not ready to kind of take on yet but our world history shows us that first of all we are descendants of kings we are a warrior class and and if you dive into what we've done as a people under the craziest of circumstances it helps us hold ourselves to a higher standard and, and if we are able to even just increase the standards we live by and hold, hold ourselves to in any part of our life, I believe when the tide rises, all the tides, all the boats rise. So if we just start slowly diving into our, our history and seeing what we've done, we could hold ourselves to a way to a higher standard and it's going to improve our lives so much more. So, like, for you, it's like every Punjabi should try their best, if mm-hmm. they
0: haven't mm-hmm. now, to learn not just religion, but like the Punjabi culture. It doesn't 100%. have to be like the whole, like, The uh, Guru's history stuff Which is important still Mm -hmm. Like obviously 100% It's a lot to take on on. It's a lot to take on We still need to learn And I'm Amrishak Right So I still do a lot of learning Right Absolutely And uh, because we went to Pakistan We went to We did all that We did Nankarasab. Yeah, Yeah yeah, yeah. So we learned a lot there too But like you said Like now your Your name from Ben Paul to Ben wasn't by your choice no, technically, no, but no. there are people that make that choice mm-hmm. of like, oh, yeah, just call me this. Like, mm-hmm. my name's Amrit, mm-hmm. but I'm so used to saying Amrit. Yeah, to like, exactly. Like you said, yeah, we that it. like, I call it to some of Punjabi people are like, you mean Amrit, like I'm no. at work, I'm yeah, on the phone yeah, and they're yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, Amrit. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so like I need to do myself better. Like, I personally don't care if yeah. they call me Amrit, but I should yeah. try
2: my best 100%. to say Amrit. Because you know what, man, we let people get away with it Um, because if you can pronounce Vivian, tell me you can't pronounce Amrit. Um yeah. If you can pronounce Veronica, tell me you can't say Bine Paul. It's it's bullshit. People just need to give the effort. And it starts with us. Yeah. It starts with us. And it doesn't mean you go around over-correcting people. Yeah, yes, yeah. give give grace. People aren't going to get it right away. I will correct it for sure if it's like Amrit. I'm like, yeah. okay, that's, no, no, no that's exactly. yeah. I'm I'm fine no wrong. I'm now I'm we're okay. going to throw hands. <laughs> that is a different no, no, name, <laughs> But I feel like uh, it's a personal journey for most people um, and uh, discovering our own history. But, you know, we're lucky and privileged enough to have such a rich history that we come from that, you know, we should... Put a little bit of attention into that; uh, it'll help us and serve us a lot. And and you know, I feel like it kind of does relate to because I don't know anything about my father or where he came from and all of that. But I can dive into where I come from yeah. and what our history comes from. And I feel like there is probably like a loose connection there. But I couldn't do one, so I'm gonna do the other, and I'm gonna try and find ways to kind of s- serve myself through that. Yeah, like so, like my full name is Umrit Ball. Mm. I don't mind being called Umrit. Like yeah,
0: obviously, yeah. that's a long uh, enough name. Yeah. But again, going from like Umrit to like I don't know Andy. Like no, that's yeah, just yeah, like yeah, okay, yeah. 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 yeah is sure. random, right? yeah. random right so sure. like, or some people do that like obviously you do you right mm-hmm. like i think okay, well, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm st- if you prefer like if you prefer to be called ben yeah i'm gonna be like oh yeah screw you get no. out I'm like no oh, get out of the house yeah right? of course like, of course you're comfortable with ben like who am i to say it but mm-hmm. like our job here now like you're trying to like uh, educate a little bit like mm-hmm. no it's, let's try to um
2: evolve all, evolve our culture and correct people when they 100%. need to be corrected For or
0: sure. Love who you are and try to learn the the standard. If
2: yeah. you. It's not even correcting people, but if you introduce yourself as Amrit, yeah. people aren't going to be like Amrit. Because yeah, right? yeah. you said it with yeah. the right pronunciation. So I think uh, a lot of it is just self correcting. And I feel like if you just correct yourself, other people will correct themselves as they go, yeah. right? Because it starts with us. All right. Yeah, I think
1: I'm the lucky one, right? Because Jovan just. Joven is like. But
2: you get called Joban at times. Joban, yeah. 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 But yeah. Uh, All right,
0: let's get into the funner side mm-hmm. of things. Mm hmm. Let's start with the tattoos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because like yeah. obviously you know, obviously some Punjabi people are like tattoo yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like obviously yeah. you don't give a crap. Yeah. 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 So, no, I don't care. And all of them have meaning to you
2: or Um a lot you're, of you're, you don't need to go through you No, know, of course, of man, yeah. course. A lot Anything of them do like have that. meanings. Um obviously I have my dogs tattooed on me. I have uh, tattoos for my mom. I was in Turkey, got a the Turkey flag tattooed on me, uh number seven for my wife. Like a lot of them do. There's even some tattoos that i don't necessarily like how they turned out but for me now I've been getting tattooed since I was 18 so fuck that's almost like 15 years now no drunk tattoos? Of no, no, no. All of them have thought out. No, no, random yeah. For you, have, you have a dog. Like for random for sure. cat, for No, example. no, yeah. no. Yeah. Um, a spur of the moment stuff that I had talked about and I was like, okay, I'm going to go get it. But um, tattoos have now become a timestamp for me. Yeah. Like the dragon was my first tattoo that I got and I covered a quarter of my body. So yeah, um, one of my most recent tattoos um, is, uh, so same Colin, um, w- one of our mentors that I mentioned earlier. Um, he used to be a rapper and a poet and um, one of his... Um, one of my favorite lines that he has is if uh, actions speak louder than words or if the pen is mightier than the sword, then why do my actions speak louder than words? And it's kind of a conundrum. They cancel each other out because for whoever reads it, well, it's it's up to them, right? Um, is it the pen is mightier than the sword? Then if that is the case for you, then why do the actions speak louder than words, right? Yeah. So I have a couple of tattoos like that. and I have a lot more planned, um, but I just got to kind of... Oh, so there's more. Oh, there's, there's, a more more, there's a lot more planned. I'm just <laughs> okay. like, I've, you know, at 35 now, I've tattooed damn near like, you know almost 50 percent of my body so i gotta save a little bit for ideas how much of the time p- of your life is that a lot <laughs> is that man? Yeah. A, a lot either. a lot man i mean <laughs> cool. even the dragon alone was yeah. almost a year long and i think we calculated it was almost 27 28 hours if oh, we combined okay. it all together yeah. um and then over time i've kind of built relationship with tattoo artists and stuff like i got malcolm x tattooed on me because that was the first book i ever read yeah. and i was almost 20 years old when i all read All the that. same artist i know all Bunch of different artists, oh, okay. Um, okay. yeah, all over pretty much the world now too, man. Yeah, from Turkey to BC to yeah, everywhere, man. Okay. All right, let's get into those some fun stories now. Okay. <laughs> so first
0: one we wanted to get right into. I joined Fit Nation. Mm-hmm. All right. He joins Fit Nation. About what? Like a couple of months later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a, a few months later. Probably like six to months to a year later. Mom and dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was your guys' reaction? You, well, I guess, you could speak for yourself here. Yeah, but what was yeah. your reaction like, "Oh my God, this is family"? Because I was talking to, I think, Pardeep at the time, and mm-hmm. even
2: yourself. It's like, we needed to create a family plan just because yeah, yeah, you yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. You guys were the first full family. It was honestly, honestly, one of the. You guys like you were the first family, which was everyone from the family showed up, yeah. minus your grandma, grandpa, right? Um, and um, it was heartwarming, man. Like, uh, what a beautiful thing that we created. That you know, where else are you going to see mom, dad? And their two sons working out together. Not just, yeah, they go to the gym and they just sprinkle out to different corners and yeah. do their thing and then come back. No, you guys are right next to each other. All of you are roughly doing the same program. It was honestly just showed that, like, what you have done in terms of differentiating and, and creating this thing is just, like, what we call a purple cow. It's just so different than everything else is is actually happening right in front of our eyes. It was beautiful. Man.
0: Yeah, because, like... Um Obviously, like when I first started, you and Jazz, I remember, mm-hmm. were like, "How the hell did you get your protein intake?" Yeah,
2: so yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah.
0: For me, it was like, "Okay, well, I'm try- I'm trying to learn from you." Yeah. But you know, like you said, coaches need to learn, and 100%. that's something you guys learned off of yeah, me from as well. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. and then even like mom and dad are like, "Oh, you guys are doing good. Let me try to go." Mm-hmm. And the fact that you know they believed us, and again, the reason why we didn't stop was because we hated you Yeah, guys. yeah, it no, 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 like, no. We got life happens Hundred percent, hundred percent. We never take that. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: quick story for me. I'm pretty sure this guy broke the record for like losing the most Yeah, he in did. A star, I remember right? the before and after? Yeah. It crazy. Yeah. inches, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It was funny it was 50 plus, wasn't it? What was it? it was something it crazy. It was like 16, 16 inches. Because yeah, your yeah. program was like 3 inches and then you got money back and you got changed yeah. to yeah. 5. Yeah, yeah. 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 But no, it was funny because uh, I got the belt, which was like... It felt yeah, like yeah, I don't even know where that belt is anymore. I think we gave it to someone, they
2: never came back with it. Oh, and
0: then... um, What was it called? I lost my thought now. But these, Yeah, so it's a 16 inches. Oh, yeah, yeah, this is where I was going to go. The hate comment thing, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, So yeah. remember that post? Mm-hmm. Um, it was, like, a bunch of random people were like, there's no difference, blah, yeah, blah, blah, yeah, blah yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And his buddies, not buddies, like, people that he went to school with, they were like, bro, like, there was no difference. And yeah. he, him and his other friend actually defended me. They're like, at least he's trying, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So, like, when it came to this podcast stuff, and I think we mentioned it slightly, I'm not sure if we did, but in mm. our journey podcast like our first yep. um non-sports podcast i guess you could say mm. i'm like i'm kind of numb to the hate comments yeah. now just because i've seen that oh, yeah. and i'm like eh, it is what oh it man is. now so you guys are yeah. in the podcast realm uh yeah. if there's
2: any advice i could give you is uh don't read the comments um Number one, and be prepared for hate. Yeah, like yeah. there's yeah, a lot that of that hate. That post pretty much prepared man, me for it. Especially
1: like, in the sports world, like everyone's gonna have their own oh, opinion. Oh, dude, you guys know this. first time,
2: like, yeah. man. hundred percent. Like, there's people that have created fake accounts talking shit about yeah. me. Oh, you know, he does mushrooms. He does acid. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay,
0: and so let's let's go there. Yeah, oh. yeah, hundred percent. Do you? How often do you get? Are you natty? Are you natural? Are oh you a yeah. Okay, yeah. so
2: when I was younger, um, definitely abused steroids. When I was I uh, started really young, I think I was sixteen. I did my last cycle when I was probably nineteen, twenty. 20 may have been the latest I've done a cycle and I've been natty since then. Um, okay. uh, the only performance answers I take is uh, creatine and then uh, sometimes I'll microdose uh, mushrooms and I'll, or L- LSD uh, for my running. I'll do big trips as well with mushrooms and acid as well but those are the only performance answers I'll take. Okay,
0: yeah. so okay. next up, funniest client experience that led to a positive sense mm. and maybe a negative sense and here you don't have to name names for no, sure no. but okay. like positively they're like okay yeah uh, you guys had a laugh after and then negatively we would be like okay oh, i've never seen them again
2: <laughs> yeah um okay i'll uh, this is actually i'll if give you have both, i'll give you both with okay. one this was a, a negative one and a and a funny one in the same sense and um the you can still consider this positive so i had a client of mine who uh He would come in, work out with me quite often, and, uh, you know, he'd see me two, three, sometimes four times a week, and we were doing great and and stuff like that. And then one day, he's finishing his, his session, and he's like, hey, Ben, can you just do this the rest of your life? and i'm like what like, yeah i'm i'm doing this yeah the rest Yo, of my i left the bank for a reason yeah <laughs> and he's like man, how are you gonna support your family just you know doing this stuff and you're just gonna be a trainer the rest of your life and i was like i happen to love what i do what the fuck are you saying he's like bro this is what you're gonna do man and he's like not even like this is what you should do this is what you're going to do he's like you're gonna go you're gonna become a firefighter okay you're gonna start doing this part-time yeah you're gonna go train uh, be a four, firefighter four days a week. Four days are off. Run this stuff on the side. Make a little bit of money on the side and stuff. And just uh, you know, start thinking about your family and then uh, you know stuff like that. <laughs> I like, are you a brother, or are you? I was like, yeah, I was like, bro, you you pay me to be here <laughs> you're not my only client like, you know, like you're in my facility like you know like you don't know your head from your ass and you're telling me uh, what I should do with my life and so then eventually like you know we kind of got past that point and we're still really good friends and we still talk all the time and stuff like that so that's the positive side I never held it against him but that was like one of the funniest things ever that I was just like well, what the fuck man like, <laughs> like why, the, why the hell are you here <laughs> I, I felt so down for that I was like so mad for so long as well and then I realized like he's looking at life through his lens right <laughs> Yeah, and he's actually looking out for me, where he cares. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, listen, man, I care about you, so I think you should do this and that. He just wasn't informed enough in knowing what my business is. Yeah, and what same is thing.
0: Like, obviously,
2: podcasting, yeah. mom and dad are gonna have a little concern, yeah. 100%. but like,
0: or even like just people are like, oh, can you make a living? Like every YouTuber yeah. gets that question. Yeah. Now, yeah. the goal is to get yeah. there for sure, for sure. Right? Yeah. Like you mentioned, um, do what you love and try to make it what you can. Can try to make what you love into a career, In which yeah. you did that. Yeah, in, in training. For sure. Like now we're trying to do that. You know, in the sports world, plus these conversations we allow too as well, because we want to share people's stories, especially if they're not mainstream. Absolutely, right? So, um, yeah, um, I was gonna say, oh, I guess this is a little bit. um, Have you ever felt like a hypocrite when you're training people, but then you're telling them what you're saying? what telling me what to do what to eat or like how to f- mm-hmm. do that my fitness pal stuff mm-hmm. but you're
2: not doing it yourself absolutely um absolutely so when uh i got my first injury um powerlifting i uh was squatting and i spasmed my back while i had about 315 on my back and dropped the bar and i was just had to get carried off the platform and after that um went through a dark depressive state that was kind of like around along the same times with stuff that was happening with my dad he was I'll about, about to pass away and um, I started eating like shit like I went from 185 pounds up to 220 I was eating like shit uh, I felt like shit I was depressed meanwhile trying to tell people to be positive and work out hit your macros and xyz and stuff like that and and it was like a good almost a year where I felt like a complete hypocrite where I was like, you know, not practicing what I preached at all, and um, but it was because I was going through a super dark time in my life, and eventually, you know, crawled out of it and and didn't hold it against myself, which is good because usually I do in those types of sense. But uh, yeah, that was probably one time where I definitely was. Yeah, because
0: yeah. I, I felt something similar. There's a reason why I started going to you mm-hmm. guys because I used to coach. Um, yeah, I used to coach him. I used to coach some other soccer teams, and I would see I would make kids run laps or mm-hmm. I would make them do sprints yeah. or s- squats on the spot type mm-hmm. of thing, and then. I remember, and this is what got to me, and I kind of was going through some stuff Mm in my past, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. family-related, school-related, you know, Mm -hmm. and obviously, I know I was insecure about my Mm -hmm. body and stuff, Mm -hmm. and in my head, I'm like, oh, um, I don't want him or his teammates to be like me, so this is why I'm doing it, so I'm trying to make myself feel better that way without being myself, and then I remember, I was was doing this to, uh, I was coaching a bunch of kids. and they're like one of the dads um not dad like it wasn't even his kid involved i think it was mm-hmm. his like nephew was involved but mm-hmm. he um he was just a, another coach there he said oh you should join in with them and i'm like Fuck. oh shit right like in my head yeah, and i'm yeah. like okay that's yeah. where i'm like yeah. i need yeah. to like yeah. obviously not make myself better but i'm like first of all like your like your story about the guy telling you what to do yeah yeah I'm like yeah, what yeah. are you telling Yeah, me yeah, yeah yeah and at the same time i'm like he's kinder right yeah, like it sure. is a hypocritical for thing sure. right for sure, so for sure that's obviously you gotta make do what you gotta do yeah 100 so. yeah well fuck you make me run so much man <laughs> 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 yeah. time to get some payback um you train at least from what i've seen on the post some big names jazzy mm-hmm. b because mm-hmm. obviously he mm-hmm. was like related to pradeep mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. but jinder mahal WWE mm-hmm. superstar yeah you know? yeah yeah yeah. have you had uh first of all what was that experience of training bigger names yeah like some of them like jazzy b is a global superstar yeah, 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 yeah. um Jinder Mahal, big WB guy, Punjabi community. Have you trained others, and what was the experience like training them?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, they're human beings, man. It's it's crazy. I mean, uh, Jazby, I think Pradeep trained him most of the time, so I just observed how he did his stuff and stuff, but we always had conversations and stuff, and he's really, again, like, he's got both his feet on the ground, right? Just normal guy, just like everybody else. Um, Jinder Mahal was pretty intense. He was actually coming in to scout out the facility for uh, a documentary he was going to shoot, but um, so I was like, yeah. I was, he's like, come in. He's like, I was like, yeah, that's fine. I'll put you through a workout and stuff. And uh, guy's a fucking tank, man. Like what yeah. you see is what you get with gender, right? Yeah. Um, uh, and what they don't know, what most people don't know about gender, is like he's a serial entrepreneur. Like I got to kind of pick his brain a bit, and and uh, wrestling isn't the only way he makes money. He makes money like do, you know flipping houses and and doing a lot of stuff. The guy is a natural born hustler, um, and his work ethic is crazy. And one of the other ones that we had was uh, Gurdarshan Saint Lion uh, Mangit. Yeah, he's someone we're trying to definitely get out. on yeah, yeah I mean, definitely he's um the guy is I'm convinced he's made out of metal like the guy I kind of like kind of wrestle with like mess around with him a bit and and he's just built like a brick shit house like for well, those people <laughs> that don't
0: know um Saint lion Manget Kardashian Saint Line yeah. Manget is a uh, MMA fighter 111 one, uh, one, uh, championship. one championship yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. dream clients that you would love to uh, train
2: dream clients, man. I feel like all my clients are my dream clients like that regular uh, person that my dream client is someone I can make the biggest impact with. Right. Um, someone that isn't coming to just, you know, grow, like uh, say it's for women, like grow a nice ass or tight waist, yeah. uh, someone that is kind of going through it and um, I can introduce uh, weight training to or any kind of training to as something that they're going to be using the rest of their life. Um, okay. That's my dream client. I'll word it a little bit yeah? <laughs>
0: right? uh-huh. Someone that's already like, A mainstream celebrity Wrestler uh, Athlete like, Someone like that Who, if, if you were like I know you said Tim Duncan Before Tim Duncan He's got a great team already <laughs> Um. Hmm. If you could think of One on the spot but
2: Yeah I mean I gotta think about this now <laughs> There's probably There's probably one That I'd love to just Kind of Shoot the shit with And train Hmm you know who would be dope because he's retired now? Um, Marshawn Lynch because he'd, be oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. he'd be hilarious. He'd be hilarious and he could probably push some real fucking numbers. <laughs> yeah. uh, he'd be a lot of fun to kind of rock a couple of well, months
1: What with. would your reaction be if he's like having Skittles on his break? Oh, I'd do whatever like, you want. Whatever <laughs> you are, hey, you are, right? Lynch, man, can do whatever you want, Marshawn <laughs>
2: Lynch, yeah. man. You can do
0: whatever
1: you want.
2: Yeah, All right. Let's go.
1: Oh, uh, quick, oh, go ahead. Yeah, so quick question for me. Have you ever made like anyone puke? Like, yes,
2: many people. Many, 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 many people. Was it you that was the first to know? The Rajvir. He was the first person I made. Uh, Roger Graywall, man, shout out to him. Um, uh, he was like first time doing the sled, and we didn't. First time we had a sled, we didn't really know how it worked. Um, young kid, soccer player, um, put him on the sled and walked. Did I think two, maybe three sprints? Walked straight into the washroom and violently okay. puked. Uh, made someone puke. I think it was like a couple of weeks ago. They come in, came in, hung over. <laughs> it wasn't why they had drunk. They had been drinking the night before. They didn't tell me, and um, yeah, very quickly they packed their shit up and they left for the yeah.
1: Day. <laughs> the, the sled always got to me. I don't think yeah. I did puke, but like I'm always like hunched I did, over. I it, didn't right.
2: tell like Because
0: I, I, yeah. I used to come like what six seven a.m. Yeah right, yeah, so yeah like yeah. It was pretty deep at the time, yeah. and I remember like I was done. I mm-hmm. go to the washer. I'm like okay, I just kind of you to gotta get it up. out. Yeah. That's the
2: only time I did 100%. it. But yeah, yeah it's a sled that will get you. Yeah, I 100%. love the
1: sled. I'll be honest with you. Well, the one thing I didn't like, I just. The squats, they get to me all the time. Yeah, today. I mean, yeah. the lunges. I it gets like, lunges are worst, man. They get yeah. so sore.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, so the last fun topic before we close it out with a couple of things here. Um, jeb myths that piss you off. Hmm. And I guess I'll, I'll throw in the first one. Upper body all day, like yeah, all the yeah, young yeah. teenager, yeah. high school mentality. Yeah. Uh, no legs, all all yeah. chest, like
2: yeah. whippersnapper R- shit. Yeah, start off with for that. For me, uh, yeah, definitely upper body's up there, but the biggest one for me is that uh, working out stunts your growth. Uh, there's actually been studies to show the contrary on that. Um, there's not been a single study on this planet or in our history that has shown that working out at a young age has stunted growth ever. Um, there's nothing to that. And uh, the for women, my second worst is. Um, lifting weights makes you bulky that's not what it does right um it's a lot of it's your diet's going to dictate what you look like uh weight training is just going to be a caveat to your diet right yeah,
1: yeah. um I, I don't know if this is one but like cardio kills gains
2: okay so with that like it yeah. again it depends on um your diet right yeah if you start reducing the amount of protein you have um it's not going to necessarily just target your muscle. Like, you're not going to just lose muscle. The body doesn't just target one type of, of, of loss or gain. Um, but it is going to be, again, uh, it's going to come down to diet, right? Yeah. Like I've been running mainly now, and I feel like I've maintained quite a bit yeah, of muscle you're loss. you the yeah. yeah. so You might have so to, like, change your... Um
0: uh, workout in yeah. terms of lifting 100% like, you're not I, lift,
2: I only lift uh, so one day is, uh, I microdose my lifting so it's like a 20 minute session of weight training and the other day is just like yeah strength training just so two days of weight training and I run five days a week okay yeah. alright before we get it close it out the Nation Talk podcast, is yeah. that coming back? It definitely it definitely <laughs> is coming back. I mean, obviously, there's been a lot of changes. Jazz um, yeah. moved on to other things this year, so I'm running it Solo Dolo. Um, it's definitely on the docket. Things are looking good for me to start it probably top of the year next year. Um, I'm toying with the idea of having a new uh, host or run through a bunch of guest hosts yeah. um, until I kind of decide what I want to do with it. Um, definitely want to take the comedy side of it and then not, I feel like we got a little too heavy and uh, i want to keep it light i want to keep it chill something like this Maybe something exactly like this yeah. like where it's just like you're shooting the shit and to kind of dive into the deep stuff but keep it natural keep it on yeah. like you know what's going on in the world today and 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 stuff like that and just something that can just kind of flow those are like the best ones right like this yeah. one
0: yeah i have questions prepared up, yeah. but like obviously we're uh-huh. not gonna like mm-hmm. i have to prepare a little bit too beforehand hey we got two guys sitting here if yeah. you would like to come if you, yeah. if you want us to come on, it's absolutely up to you. oh no for sure
1: yeah but like i just like just just having a conversation type that's of it, thing, right? Yeah. Like that's all we want. Like we want just get a topic and just build get a topic off of the yeah. and just keep building for off sure. it. You know, that's adding it. to it.
2: And just like just see how people are doing, man. Just checking on people. That's kind of like the only thing I really want to do is just like, yeah. man, how the fuck are you doing? Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Now that we know who you are and what you've done, like, yo, Ben, what's up? What's going on in life? Man? All right.
0: Last thing before we close it out uh, officially, advice. Now, I have three types of advice I want to ask from you specifically. First off, for sure. Advice for people that went, went pretty much young, Ben. Young okay. Nepal, mm-hmm. what they went through that are, people might be watching this or mm-hmm. um, had gone through this or might mm-hmm. be going through this so your advice to them
2: um, always trust time what's going on right now is going to feel like this is what life is like forever but everything is temporary every feeling is temporary including happiness so you can't strive to be happy all the time happiness is a feeling it's not a state Uh, you stay in right Um, and so feel all your feelings through you feel like shit feel it through you feel sad feel it through Um, uh, if you feel happy feel it through right Um, but just remember that yeah for lack of a better term there's always light at the end of the tunnel you are not your problems you are not what's happening to you you are what you decide to discover yourself to be all right next one this is something you mentioned me on the phone when we started the podcast but
0: advice for people that want to start up a business slash YouTube podcast and I know I'll give a little bit of context. You did mention to me like, I regret it not starting this two years ago when mm-hmm. he was ready to do this. Mm-hmm. And you, something, you said something about an oak tree, I don't remember yeah, fully. Yeah, so yeah, I guess yeah. I know that's gonna be part of your advice, yeah, but other yeah. advice that you have along with it.
2: Um, uh, the best time to plant an oak tree was 20 years ago and right now, right? So if you're thinking about it, don't get caught up in having the perfect plan. Matter of fact, fuck the plan. Just start doing. Start exploring, start fucking around with different things that are going to kind of be about the what you want to get into. Um, don't try and have all of it. It's never going to be the perfect time. The perfect time is always right now. Always right now. So just start, right? Be prepared to make mistakes. Don't hold them against yourself, right? Know that the mistakes are lessons. Know that um, you're going to and celebrate your wins, man. When you get your wins, celebrate them. Don't just be like, okay, uh, you know, I don't want to jinx it. There's no such thing as jinxing it, man. This can, it's gonna feel like this can be taken away from you at any moment, and and the reality of the situation is it can't and it won't. You yeah. gotta just put your head down, know what you want, and honestly, the best way to know is like it's an innate feeling. You feel it here, not here, and when you know here, it's gonna serve you. It's gonna work out because you gotta just follow it up with work ethic.
0: Alright, last piece of advice, and this is where you can start promoing, you know, Fit Nation and your personal page and stuff. Advice for those who want to start working out but don't have like the resources to, mm-hmm. don't
2: know what to do, mm-hmm. and yeah. Um, Just start, honestly, uh, with this day and age with uh, the internet and stuff, there's plenty of resources out there. And for the people that are um, self-conscious and stuff, honestly... Nobody cares about you. Everyone's at the gym to kind of do their own thing. And I know it feels like everyone's watching you, but honestly, no one is. Um, so the first bit is just kind of get out there. And there's plenty of like, resources out on the Internet where you can kind of develop a very beginner's program. Uh, and the biggest advice that I'd give is don't go out there to kill yourself. You know, soreness um, is going to feel good because it feels like you've done something, but um, you don't want to just ruin your body where you can't work out for three days. You know, less is always more when it comes to training and slowly develop a plan. And if you are looking for coaching, I mean, you can always reach out to us. Um, Our Instagram is at FitNationBC. Mine is at FitNationBen. You can always just get out there and kind of just reach out to us and kind of come in for a free session. We can kind of show you what's up and uh, if we're the right fit for you, it would be great. All right,
0: so oh, what, unplug your YouTube now.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, if you're looking for our old episodes of uh, Nation Talk Podcast, it's everything is at Nation Talk Podcast. It's uh, at Nation Talk Podcast on Instagram and YouTube.
1: Yeah, everything will be linked below, so just click that, yep, uh, click that as well. So if you want to hear Ben's stories and make an appointment, just go there as let well. Me.
0: All right, yeah, that's pretty much it from us, Ben, Ben and Paul. Thank you. Paul. We appreciate you coming on, man. We thank always you. like you know share your journey. People Most need to deserve to know this it, story, and hopefully we help
2: people out. And yeah, we definitely. genuinely appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you, you for having guys. me, man. This is a full circle moment for me, man. Yeah. Really yeah. Enjoyed <laughs> you Come a long way. <laughs> enjoyed man. it. it a lot of fun. Thank yeah. You yeah thank you for all coming right.
1: because I uh, we know you're working yeah, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, it's all good. I wouldn't miss <laughs> this for the world, man. All
0: right. To everybody else watching, thank you, and we'll catch you guys on the next one.
1: Peace.